Thank you so much, Natalie and Mitch. And truly, it's my pleasure to introduce our wonderful, wonderful Furl. spiritual minister. You can give me the 20 bucks later. <laughs> Reverend Doc, Dr. Patrick Cameron. Thank you, darling. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. All right. She had a rough, rough crowd, tough crowd first service. They, all kinds of great stories, and they weren't responding at all. It was just like, so thank you, Darlene. And we are so excited for your entry into Spirit Group. Uh, and I'm serious. We are. Yeah, you. Beautiful. Ha. Okay. Awesome. Well, good morning. Here we are. And so much fun to have Natalie Singh and her family's here to support her as well. And so it's a beautiful thing. We help, you know, it helps create a life for people when they have those experiences and to move through the uncertainty of it and the... So it's always fun to be part of that, help, help create that container. All righty, so I'm going to invite you to just talk about the sweet spot today, the sweet spot of the present moment. Have you found the sweet spot of the present moment yet today? Because sometimes it takes time because our mind gets so busy. Anybody's mind ever get busy? Willie, Willie, here. Willie's up front here. Willie wants while doses doses off. I brought you a cookie in case you get hungry in the service. You're welcome. I'm just, camera. Will, oh, camera, is it on? Oh. So I just gave Willie a cookie, there we go. <laughs> so now people know what we did. Willie's the guy that has pledged the three million dollars, but I gotta give him a check for five million back, so we're still working on it. We're negotiating, right Willie? He said it's coming, awesome. So I'm gonna invite you to drop into your heart today. That's where we find the sweet spot of the present moment. It's the only place we have where we can change anything, where we can reveal anything, where we can do anything new is in the present moment. So when we drop into our hearts, we drop into the quantum field of infinite possibility. So we get to put down all of our past, all of our history. It becomes a memory. It becomes information. We can always go to the file and pull it up. And it does all come for us to find the gifts in it, to find the insight, to find the wisdom in it. So I'm going to invite you to drop into your heart. The heart knows there's a beautiful intelligence. And so how do you do that? You have to shut the mind off. So if you, it's helpful to take your hand and move it down to your heart, informing your body, your body temple. The subconscious mind is the body. The body is the subconscious. Moving it down to the heart and realizing that when we move to the heart, there's that, something that opens, something that shifts. There's an electromagnetic pulsing. The mind is electric and the heart is magnetic. So we're going to talk a bit about that today. So moving into the heart, which is not a, it's not a thought process, it is a feeling. And so feeling a gratitude in this day for whatever it may be that you're grateful for. Large or small, it doesn't matter. What matters is the feeling tone and to rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it. To simply be grateful because I can be grateful. And so grounded in that, let us drop into our hearts for 30 seconds and I will sing a prayer with you and I will offer a, an affirmative prayer as well. Let's begin.
In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. For a spirit, one spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. So I invite you to allow my words to be your words in this moment, and I offer them freely and unconditionally so that it is your choice to accept them or not, and I honor that choice. But what I extend and, and know in this moment and affirm in this moment, and what I know about my words is that they impress upon this infinite intelligence this idea, so what I hear, I forget, what I see, I remember, and what I say, I become. And so I'm very mindful of this, and I'm going to speak in the I am for each person here. But there is one life one power, one presence, one infinite divine intelligence. It is a loving intelligence. It is seeking delight. It is seeking joy. It is seeking gratitude. It is seeking all these things, not because it doesn't have them, but it is seeking to express that. And so I decide whether to be receptive to that or not. And so if I'm waiting for my external world to give me permission to be joyful, to be grateful, I've got it backwards. I choose gratitude right here and right now. I choose my state of being. I choose possibility. I choose creativity. I choose a newness that will delight not just myself, but everyone I know, and the infinite itself, something of wonder and joy that the infinite has not even thought of. But it's all in that unified field of loving intelligence. And then to bring it in form is a different thing because we take it from the idea and we, we give it form. And so to, to have this precious, powerful, transformative philosophy that we've been guided to is such a gift. Of all the lifetimes that we have journeyed, we came to this one at this point in time, significant and powerful and, and in need so much of your gifts, your consciousness. So let us not doubt that. And let us stand in delight and joy and infinite possibility together understanding at the depth of our being like never before who we are and whose we are and what our possibility and opportunity is, not because we have to, not because there's a burden, not because it's a, there's, there's a threat or a danger, but because we can, because we love ourselves, we love one another, and we love life. Let us create and live and dance from that awareness. So I know this is a day of love. This is a day of the awakening of our noble self. This is a new day, a fresh day, a new year, 2019. So I give thanks, I release these words and invite you to say with me, and so it is. Alrighty. So, I'm always so, we have been doing, if you see our, our altar over here, our puja with our candles on it, and we've got some things over there, some symbols and things that are meaningful for people. That is what we put together for our uh, awakening to our noble self that uh, my beautiful partner Laura and I have created and it's a, it's a culmination of years of work and study and practices that we have found valuable and, our, and part of our, our struggle with, with all this when we go experience things is how do we convey that to you? How can I share that with you in a short period of time on a Sunday? 
And so what we've found is we're looking for, we're looking for uh, doorways to, to, to celebrate because I want that for you. I want you to have the experience of what we have experienced. And, and so it's very interesting because I have the Science of Mind textbook ni- written in 1926. And so I can go have these experiences with Dr. Joe Dispenza and I can listen to Tony Robbins and I can listen to all the great contemporary people. And they're all saying pretty much what Dr. Ernest Holmes has said. When you go to Dr. Joe, he always says, well, I don't want you going out and teaching this. And I want to go up to him with this and say, well, you know, Ernest Holmes said that, that no one owns all this, Joe. And by the way, you're quoting Dr. Holmes quite often here. So I, I think you might have it a little backwards. I haven't done that, but it's just interesting that Truth is truth. And so we need to, you know, people need it to contemporize. They need certain people teaching it and all that stuff. It's all our biases and it's all perfect because we'll all find the right place to be. But it's been a wonderful experience. It's been very rich. And uh, I went home, we went home last night very, very weary because we'd been in, in and out of meditations and practices and then woke up this morning just wired for sound. So it's very interesting when we dip into that, that unified field of infinite possibility and love and grace and we truly dip into it. It's transformational. It's just, it's remarkable. And so you are a beneficiary or, or perhaps a victim of that this morning, you choose. But I'm going to share with you what I know. And so we, we've, we've um, invited all of you to have a, a white uh, slate, clean slate, today. And uh, in the past, we've done the tumbled stone, which looks a little more ancient. You know, it's, more, it's a little more romantic, shall we say. And I couldn't find those this year. There are a lot of them. Of course, I didn't go far. I went to Home Depot, and I went, oh, I need them for Sunday. So, but these were on sale, so I got a good deal on the white one. So it's a white stone. And what, so what this represents, it comes from Scripture. It comes from Scripture. If any of you have ever heard of Scripture, it comes from Revelations. And it says this, to him or her, and it says him there, because there were no hers then, you know, just him. It's always about the guy then, you know. So consciousness has changed, right? A bit. To him or her that overcomes, will I give a white stone, and in the new uh, stone, a new name written. So a name is a nature. And so each year we've come, and some people say, I have them all lined up from the years. And if anyone needs one, Barbie Lee's got them. She's selling them or practically giving them away. $3 million. $3 million. There we go. Willie's got a check for you. As long as we don't cash it, we're going to be happy. Willie, did you get a stone? I didn't get one yet. There we go. Take good care of Willie. He's going to be writing a check one day, and we're going to keep him healthy. I love you, Willie. You make me laugh every time I see you. It's awesome. I mean, isn't that a gift when people come and they, they generate joy? I mean, we just take it, but some people just generate joy, and, and uh, he's an awesome guy. So thank you for your, your uh, lightness of spirit and your joy. It's a gift. So the nature of, uh, is really about, uh, we, and so in Roman times, when they left you out of prison, that to, the sign that you had served your time and paid your debt, you got a clean slate. You got a white slate. And then, and then when people say, hey, aren't you supposed to be locked up? You go, no, here, look, I did my time. And it was, so it was a way of, it was a paperwork, even though they didn't have paper, well, they had papyrus, but, you know, hey, this, I'm free. I'm a free man. And so it's not just today, but if we can practice this well today, I think it can become a practice in our lives. And so I want to share with you some of the ideas um, uh, this, beautiful, this beautiful work of Dr. Ernest Holmes, there's his, this mug in the fourth chapter in the book is how to use it. Uh, remarkable man, just a remarkable man. I'm reading his autobiography that he wrote with his brother Fenwick right now, and it's just interesting, the influences and things. 
and his frustrations with trying to identify this and his journey. Uh, he started out teaching, uh, teaching in homes, and then he went to a, uh, he lectured in a home, and this woman said, I think you should speak in this library where they have speakers once a month. And so he went and he spoke about metaphysics as he understood it. And the next thing you know, he's in the Wilson Theater in L.A. with three or 4,000 people on a, on a Sunday because these ideas were so cutting edge and so revolutionary, and people wanted this in their lives. And he was just step by step. But a remarkable man in his consciousness and what the influences. And so it's, it's fascinating to watch and to, to read. So too much theory, as Dr. Holmes said, too much theory, and, uh, too much theory and too little practice. So we need to practice. We have to have practices in our lives. Otherwise, we forget because we are creatures of habit. And so our habits right now, if, are you having the, the ultimate experience of your life right now? So what are you doing? Yeah, awesome. Good. Hey, you, you can get a cup of coffee and a cookie and go sit with Willie. Um, but for most of us, we know that there's more to do and to know and to be. And that's that infinite intelligence, as Dr. Holmes called it, the divine discontent. What is the divine discontent? Well, it's this infinite presence, this infinite intelligence, this infinite life force, this quantum field that is seeking the greater yet to be. And we're the filters for it. We are the place where God shows up. We are the face of God. We're the individualized expression. And we look out at the ocean and we, and we identify with the waves when we are part of the entire ocean. We're all connected. Your good is my good. So when something great happens for you, I'm like, yeah, that's for me too. Oh, that's for me. Love that. Oh, fantastic. But we have to practice. And practice requires commitment and intention. And so we want to just invite you to play with this a little bit. And I'm going to talk to you about a process. I'm going to give you a recipe today that I think is helpful. The other thing about it is, well, let me go back. It's right where we are. Always, always. We were, we were working yesterday in the workshop with this whole idea of this idea of the Buddha nature, the Christ nature, the oneness, unified consciousness, universal consciousness. How do we get there? How do we get there? Oh, that's for me, but it's way over there. Well, that's the meaning making we give it. It's actually right here, right now. So when we do affirmative prayer, and I've done thousands of them, one life, one power. And you join me in this knowing there's one life, one power. And that life is spirit, that life is source, that life is loving intelligence, that life is my life right now, in this moment, in the here and now. Not gonna be, I don't have to go anywhere, I don't have to earn it. How many of us spend our lives earning our, our meritocracy? If I do good, something good will happen to me. So right there, that's so attached to, to outcome. That's outlining, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna be generous because I know good will come into my life. It's a very, very manipulative way to work with the law. You say, wow. So don't be generous? No. What is, what is driving the generosity? I see the face of God over there. And what can I do to celebrate that and support that? Because that's for me. That life is my life. I want that for me. I want great joy for you because your joy is my joy. And so the reason that I'm generous and I want to give is because I know that it celebrates and supports me and the reciprocity of it doesn't add when I do that. It multiplies because I want to live more and more in the energetic field of infinite possibility. And my intellect can't understand that. I can't comprehend that. So I want to love my mind and I want to love my history and I want to love all of it and I want to integrate it. 
I want to love all the shadow qualities that I'm embarrassed by and the things that I don't celebrate because I need to love it because that's not who I am. It's not who you are. Not for one second. And yet we bring our history. What keeps us from walking through that door, the sweet spot of the present moment, what keeps us from being right here where we are always is because we drag so much of our history with us. I can't do that. That's not for me. That's not available for me. Okay, what are you going to do with that? Because then what it looks like is it looks like it doesn't work. This doesn't work. This, this, this teaching doesn't work. What does Dr. Holmes say about that? He says right in this chapter, he said, hence if we follow that we believe that it will not work, it really works by appearing not to work. <laughs> Who do we blame then? So I, I want to just say this metaphorically. I'm not picking on anybody here, especially you, Willie, because you know I love you. It's not that it doesn't work. Guess what? You don't work. I don't work. It takes practice. It takes commitment. This isn't, this isn't for wimps. This is for people that are packed our bags and we're going to climb Mount Everest. I'm telling you, it's, it ain't easy. It's so simple. The problem is it's too simple. It is done unto us as we believe. What the heck was Jesus talking about today? Does he mean it's done unto me as I believe? He hasn't lived my life. What a really crap. I had terrible parents. Never get a break. Always broke, hungry, cold. That's all. And those are all facts. That's going to be facts for us. The only way out of it is, is from within. Be ye renewed by the renewing of your mind. So what does that mean? So it's beautiful. Isn't it great we know this stuff? Isn't it great? Even if you forgot, I'm not telling you this because I know you forget. I forget at times too. You know, I, you, should, you should be in my head sometimes. You'd be amazed at the thoughts that roll through my head. I'm amazed sometimes. Like, I can't believe I'm still thinking that. I'm surprised they haven't locked me up, put me away. I hope nobody hears this. And then I get to go about the business of, of, of self-regulating. In what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, and what I'm feeling in alignment with who I've come here to be. So that's one of the things I love about the Q process. I've made a commitment to my higher wisdom self. We read the Q process here to remind ourselves we're here to be unstoppable. We are here as a community to give birth to. See, I'm a spiritual revolutionary. That is in my DNA. That has been told to me by mystics and psychics and people. And, and you would talk about a modality. I've been to all of them. I got the T-shirt. I've been to the workshop. And oh, yeah, you should be. I picked a card out of this random thing yesterday. And, and there it was again and lined up. My light side, my shadow side. And it's like, wow, there is no mistakes. So I'm not here to destroy anything, but I'm here to improve upon, I think, what is the possibility in this teaching, this philosophy is ever becoming, and so I love that. So one of the things that I want to share with you today, it's a story from Dr. Joe Dispenza, because I, I, I get too caught up, and there's so much information rolling through me right now, so I really have to regulate. Here's our notes from yesterday. This is stuff, we did all the brainwave stuff, you missed it, but we're going to do it again, probably in March. Awesome stuff. We're going to get some testimonials. It was a phenomenal weekend. It was trans so transformational for both Laura and I. And, um, oh, these are some of the, uh, here's this piece I want. So we talked about archetypes. We have all these subselves, And we did some work with that. It's very powerful. Because once you give a home to it and you give voice to your subselves, the shadow and the light self, it's like just integration can happen. And then it's not, we're embarrassed. We're silently embarrassed and slinking off as victims. 
And so it's so important for us to understand this and work it because we have the luxury and the time and the space to incorporate it into our lives. Our life can become our practice. So I want to share with you an example of this. As you have your tile, and it's really about you deciding what your nature will be this year, it can be a word, it can be a combination of words, it could be a symbol. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, when we were with him the first time, was that we were in Mexico City, and he talked about his son Jace. And his son Jace loved to surf. He's a young man, and he was working for the U.S., some company that was working for the U.S. government, and they were helping to design weapons, I guess, and he had gone to engineering school and graduated, and he got this great job, and he just moved up the chain and was making great money and working, and, and it, but it wasn't bringing him alive, and so he said to his dad, you know, I just got to take a break. I got to go. I want to just travel the world and surf. And so his dad said, sure, go for it, Jace. So Jace took off, and he went, he went all over the world. He went, and he went to Australia a bunch of times. He loved to surf in Australia. I'm not a surfer, but I can, I can pretend, see? So anyway, I'm just great on this platform, but you get me on a board on a piece of water, like, I don't know, splash. Anyway, just didn't have the opportunity. You know what I mean, Willie? So anyway... So the Dr. Joe, so, he, so Jace goes off on his adventure and he's, he's all over the world and he's, he's learning, he's surfing all these great places and he calls his dad one day from Australia, he says, Dad, he said, guess what? And he says, what, Jace? He says, I'm out of money. Ever had your kid call you and say that? I'm out of money. And so Dr. Joe says, part of me, you know, one of the sub-selves says, geez, I should send him some money. And then he realized the healthy parent in me says, no, I'm going to move over here and say, Jace, this is an opportunity. Get yourself home somehow. I got an idea. So he brought Jace home. Jace got home by himself. And he says, all right, let's talk about this. He said, here's what I want you to do. He said, first of all, he says, I want you to lovingly settle into the present moment. See? It's hard. It's hard. Like Dr. Joe says, sometimes it takes him an hour in the morning to get into the present moment. How do you know when you're in the present moment? You feel it. You sense it. All is well. Peace. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing to forgive. No one to forgive. No time, no space, nowhere, no one. Well, that seems counterintuitive. It's true. What that does is it shuts the mind off because the mind can't manage it. What do you mean no one? I know who I am. I know my address. I know my job. I know my role. Yeah, those are just facts. They're not the truth of who we are. So you move out of that intellect into the heart. So the heart brought, drop into the heart. So move into the, the sweet spot, the present moment. Here, I'll pull a slide up. And so what the next, the next slide represents is Joe suggests have a symbol in your life. So if you go over to our Peugeot, you'll see some clay, little clay symbols. So check it out. We created this ourselves, and people brought and some banners and some lovely things that are meaningful and impactful for them. And so there's some little clay Symbols. One of Joe's, Dr. Joe's practices is a symbol meditation, blessing the energy centers with symbols. The reason for that is because symbols speak to the subconscious. Symbols are the language of our soul. That's why we dream in symbols. We dream in pictures as well. It's the language of the soul. So what Joe said is, let's figure out a symbol for you, Jace, because now Jace needed to find new work. But he said, what? Let's be specific with it. So let me pull this up, because I have a slide here to show you the recipe. Oops. So first of all, find the sweet spot of the present moment. It's right now. It's a point of power. And he says, it'll come out of nowhere, because that's where everything comes from, out of nowhere. Isn't it amazing that we have this capacity to create anything out of nothing? As I've said over the years, I've done so much with so little for so long, I can do anything with nothing. I know it. 
Just because it isn't here right now doesn't mean it's not on its way. The only reason it's not on its way is because I give up on it. Oh, it's never going to happen. Nonsense. You going to agree with that? Because most people do. Look at the world. Most people are waiting. See, you don't need an excuse or an event to happen to live in joy. We've been hypnotized to believe that unless something happens out there to create joy within me or something happens out there to create gratitude within me, I don't have permission. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it right now. You have permission because you give yourself permission. No one can steal your joy from you. That becomes who you've come here to be. And that leads your way. I'm, I've come here to be creative and brilliant and generous and loving and kind and free and whole. That's what brings me to life. And so why it brings me to life, he says, it'll come out of nowhere, be specific, write down the emotions you're going to feel. See, we make this all an intellectual process. Well, there's one God, there's one power, there's one presence. I am so brilliant in my spirituality. You mean you haven't had your demonstration yet? Mm-hmm. Some seems to be a flaw in you inherently. I've been to the lectures. I've, I bought the t-shirts there as well. So when we marry the clear intention with the elevated emotional state, when we practice the emotions, so get, when we find the present moment state and then we can practice the emotions, what will this feel like? So, so Joe says, all right, let's, let's talk about what you want, Chase. He says, well, I don't want to go back to the job that I had before. I would like to work six months out of the year. I wrote it down. I wrote all the notes down here as he's talking. I got them right here in my little journal. I got Joe journals all over my house. So he says, I'd like to work six months out of the year. He said, I'd like to make twice the amount of money in the six months I made before. He says, I, he said, uh, I want to live wherever I want to live. Oh, that's not possible. So stop that thinking. Anything's possible in this infinite. It comes out of nowhere. We're giving it the recipe. If we're going to make chocolate chip cookies, we pick out the right ingredient. And if we don't, we, we taste the result. Do we not? Dr. Holmes says it in here. He says, God does not punish the mathematician who fails to obtain the right answer to his problem. The thought of the unsolved problem does, does punish him until he applies the right principle and thus secures the desired result. Thus, sin and punishment, righteousness and salvation are logical reactions of the universe to the life of the individual. Isn't that not nice to know? We haven't, we're not, we haven't failed. We just haven't put the right recipe together. And it's, like I said, it, take, it might take some time. It might take a couple weeks to transform your entire life. You never know. So he says, and the other thing, he says, Dad, I want to do what I love to do. Those are my things. So he says, I, I don't want to work more than six months. I want to make double the money I was making. I can live anywhere I want, so there's freedom in it. And I love what I'm doing. So Joe says, Great. And then he says, write down the emotions you're going to feel when you get the job. So now he knows mentally he has established a spiritual prototype. This is, my, this is part of my recipe. The other part of the recipe is, see, we can put all the raw ingredients in the bowl, but if we don't put it in the oven, it's just raw ingredients. I know what I want. Now I got to, and so how do we, how do we help, help the dough rise? What's the yeast that makes it happen and the magic? So it's delicious and tasty. He says, you've got to get in touch with the feelings that this job will allow you. And so Jay said, okay, here's the feelings that I'm going to practice. Empowered, free, in love with life, and generous. That's how I want to live. 
He memorized the feeling tone and practiced and rehearsed those feelings. He didn't wait till the, the, the wind blew through from the southeast at the right trajectory at the right temperature to say, okay, now I'm going to practice my emotions that are going to be lined up with and support me giving birth to, me, me creating this beautiful, delicious experience called my life. And so he played in it. What a great deal to be Joe Dispenza's son, you know? I mean, I'm sure there's an advantage to that in some ways metaphysically. And it's all divine. But So you and I, we're all the sons and daughters of one another. You know, we're all part of this family. So it's not exclusive. So he shares this beautiful story. So he says, every day, to Jason, he said, every day you have to change your energy. And the longer your consciousness lingers in the energy, this energy, this feeling tone, you are drawing it to you. So you're no longer living in the Newtonian field of, I do this so I have this experience. I create this, and as a result, I have this. I'm going to be generous because I know in being generous, God is going to bless me. Now, if that's your, your thought and, and, and motivation, that's fine, but it's a very small motivation. It's about getting something. I'm going to do something to get something. Why not be something? So it's not contingent on this law of cause and effect because it's not the law of cause and effect. It's not Newtonian. It's quantum. And in the quantum field, what we know from the science is the law of cause and effect, this Newtonian model that most people buy into, is very limiting. We are not in the law, subject to the law of cause and effect to that model. The model that we're practicing here is the law of creating an effect. Creating an effect. We create the effect through a, a, a clarity, a, speci a, a specific idea, a possibility, and then we rehearse the feeling tone. And then we linger in it. We think about the choices we're going to make in that new job. We invest our energy into the future. How much energy do we give to the past? Man, go on YouTube. Go online. Read, you know, read a blog. Read a post. What informs all of us is our history. And so to have the wisdom and clarity to realize, okay, that was my story then, and, and this is where I'm going now. Is part of my story helping for me? Yes, because I made mistakes back there. I don't want to repeat those choices. And it's, it's forgiving oneself, putting it down, putting that message down. So Joe says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come up with a symbol. So Jace, let's come up with a symbol that's meaningful for you. And so it's about job. It's also Jace. It doesn't really matter. He just found a symbol that represented the energy of that. It can be whatever you want, what works for you. And then what Joe said is, and I want you to take that symbol in your book, and I've got it in my book as well, and I've done it. I did my own when I was there with Joe. I got a C for my last name right there. And then I got all my intentions, and I got all my emotions, and I pulled it up, and I go, wow, look at that. I did all this, and I forgot. I'm going to make this my practice for 2019. It's already there. I've already done the work, but I get to share this with you. And then he did these squiggly arounds, lines around it. Because the energetic of the mind is electric, an electromagnetic field. It's electric. And the energy of the heart is magnetic. So what happens when we know what we want, what we're going with, the intention that we've set, and we feel it. Oh, my God, what is it like to live in freedom? What is it like to live in the world and whatever comes at you? Like Eckhart Tolle says, you can say to people, is that so? He tells a great story about the woman that he rented the room. I showed it in class the other night. He rented a room to, to a woman. He ran an ad. He said, I was broke. I needed to rent out a room. I was in England. I had no money. I had this old lot of car, and I would do workshops, and I'd have like 10 people show up. So he puts an ad in the paper. He interviews people for a roommate because he needs money, and the woman rents the room from him. She comes down after the first night, and she says, I can't stay here. And Eckhart says, oh, okay. Whatever. I'll get you your money back. 
He said, now the other part I could have said, how dare you? I've interviewed all these people. I went through the selection process. I select you, and now you tell me you can't. He said, I could have gone there. He said, I just looked at it. Oh, okay. I'll get you your money back. He could have said, I'm not going to give you your money back. I mean, there's all those options, right? That The audacity of somebody doing that. I could have just said, oh, okay. So the woman stayed another night. She comes back the next day. She says, well, you know what? I think I can stay. I think I'll be, I think I'll be able to stay. And now he'd already run an ad again to get a new one. He wanted to get the room filled. And he said, I could have said to her, how dare you? Make up your mind, woman. What's wrong with you? I ran an ad to get a new roommate already. But he said, no, I just said, okay, that sounds good. He said, about two weeks later, she comes down and she says, I just want to let you know the reason that I didn't think I could stay here. And uh, uh, he says, oh. And she says, yeah, you're just so creepy. (laughs) And she said, I was worried that you're going to sneak into my room one night and kill me. And Eckhart said, oh, okay. Because he realized, it's her story. She's making this stuff up. He's not trying to do her inventory. not trying to put... It's like, okay, great. I'm glad you know. He said, and then after a couple months, she said to him, you know, living here with you is like living in a float tank. So, great story, though, isn't it? He just said, you know, because he didn't get hooked. He didn't get triggered. He said, okay, yeah, you're not going to be here. We'll get your money back. I'll find a new roommate. Water always rises to its... There's a, there's a law of, of connection and, and resonance. And so she wasn't used to that demeanor. Because he can be. If you see him online, he can... You, you, you could make a story up that he's creepy. He's got that little giggle and he just, you know, and he's, he's so present. And it's like, what happened to this guy, you know? So anyway, so, so Jay started practicing this practice. And guess what happened? Because... Sorry, first talk, I got to this point and I forgot to end the story. I had to end it after the offering because <laughs> I got wound up here. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to self-regulate right now. There's so many things I, I'd like to share. But I think this story is standalone. You know, so he, he came up with what the, the, the parameters were for this work and then he began practicing and rehearsing the feeling tone. And we can all do that. What is, your, what is your heart longing to experience? What do you want to reveal? What wants to be expressed by you? And if we go to the heart, we go to this infinite unified intelligence because the heart is the doorway to that. I cannot emphasize that more. If you can get the heart practice down so that you live more often than not from your heart, it doesn't make you vulnerable. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you susceptible. It makes you wise, intuitive, clear, and powerful. And so what happens is you don't have to have confrontations when you're living in your heart because your heart's going to guide you to a place where you don't have to have the struggle. You're not going to be in those conversations. You're not going to be in that relationship because when you stand in the heart and, you, and, you're, and, and there's such a love and a grace and a beauty, the doorway is open to that, you're going to attract that to you. All of a sudden, people that you've been hanging out with and complaining with for years aren't going to want to have coffee with you anymore. See, that's the downside. We, get, we start to wake up and all of a sudden, the gang that we hung out with, that we got into this habit of whatever it is, and if the energy doesn't match, what happens? We, we find another group. We go somewhere else. I had to do that with my family of origin. And I love them. I want the best for them. But I can't force feed them spirituality. It breaks my heart at times because I, I love them and care for them. So I can love them silently. I can be a source of, of support for them, but I can't fix it's not mine to fix. It's their journey. 
And I'm so grateful that I, I made the choices I made in my life, not because it made me better than them, but it allowed me a different possibility and a different freedom. And I'm forever grateful for that. I'm so grateful for our teaching, our philosophy, and what this has done. So we have to invest in our future. We can bless the past, invest in our future. So we can put things down. Is that, so this idea that we need a reason, that we need a reason to feel a certain way, stop that. Decide what you're going to feel. This day, my theme is, is such and such. This cause and effect Newtonian, old model, old, old model, doesn't stand up anymore. The cosmic quantum causing an effect. Each day, find the sweet spot of the present moment and then mentally rehearse and emotionally rehearse. Stop waiting. Now is the moment, plant the seed. Dr. Holmes talks about the seed planting right here at the beginning of the chapter, chapter four. He's so brilliant. I'll have to read, read it to you next week. Now, I promised I would bring a video this week. Someone reminded me. I'll bring it with me next week. It's the Greg Braden. It's just been such a full week. Pardon me? Oh, you want to finish the story now or you want to do it after the offertory? All right, we'll finish the story right now. So Joe's son is in, San, is in Santa Barbara. I think Joe's got a place in Santa Barbara. He's got a few homes. And he's, he's going down the coast to San Diego and he stops at a surf shop one of the surf shops that he loves. And he goes in, and he's looking around, and he's talking to people, and there's a guy in there. <clears throat> and the guy happens to be the owner of one of the largest surfboard manufacturers in the entire world. And he happens to be looking for somebody to work for him, to do research and development. He's looking for a young guy that knows how to surf that will test out new equipment and travel all over the world and rep. And it's not a full-time job, but it pays great. In fact, it paid over double what Jace was making in his last job. So now he can travel all over the world, surf for a living, with the income that he had set the intention for. So his part in it is he created the feeling tone, he rehearsed the feelings, he rehearsed the emotions, and he got clear about intention. So if he can do that, what's possible for us? What's possible for us? What are the patterns that we have in our lives that have created the situation we have right now? And it's not about destroying them or blaming ourselves, but having the consciousness and the wisdom to look at it and realize, you know what, this is what I want to tweak. This is what I want to shift and change. This is where I get stuck. You know, what, what happens in life is we meet people, and I, I, in this, the role that I'm in, I watch people all the time, and, and so what happens with projection, it's one of the reasons we've got, done the Q process here. Uh, we, did a, we, we experimented yesterday with archetypes and had a great discussion about that, the subsets, the subpersonalities we have. But what happens in, in the work that I do is many times people will project onto me uh, a, 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 a memory from your history of someone that was in a position of authority. So it could be your dad. It could be a brother. It could be a teacher. It could be someone that created some conflict in your life, and I understand it. And many times I can, all I can do is stand in it because a lot of times people don't want to really understand it, they just want to play it out. And so in a case like that, what I can do is I can manage, I can regulate my own sense of being in it without thinking, you know, without taking it on. And part of, the, part of where I have gotten very, very dexterous at is understanding that so I don't pick things up and carry things that aren't mine to carry. But I can be compassionate and understanding and present because I've, because I've integrated it all. I, I, I continue to do my integration work, it's ongoing. But I'm just saying, we do that in life. It comes from our history. It comes from our past. We don't have to do that anymore. 
You don't have to do it anymore. So what you could put down, here's some ideas that are alive for me right now. Published, um, sorry, going the wrong way. So it could be two words. Could be a symbol. Could be published author. Could be best-selling author. I like both those, so I put those in because those work for me. You could be fit and fabulous, sure, right? Learn how to surf. Willie, let's go surfing. Come on. Clean and sober. Wise and wonderful. Abundant and generous. Brilliant and loving. Could be two words. Could be a symbol. Whatever. What will create an environment where you can practice? That's your question. So now is the time, and we are the ones, as it says in the introduction to this book written by the amazing uh, Gene Houston. You have a clean slate for 2019. What will you create? And let that be something that supercharges you and gives you a foundation of possibility. Let's stop playing small. Let's give the infinite something that will delight ourselves, one another, and it. So it is. Blessings. Blessings.